for your free matched bet. Go to paddypower.com forward slash two mics. Terms and conditions apply. Everywhere I've ever been in my life, I hear a Beatles song. Everywhere. If you went to the most remote airport in the upper reaches of the Pyrenees or the Andes or Kilimanjaro, you would find uh, a speaker box which was emitting some kind of Beatles record. Do you not agree with me? Yeah, they're the greatest band ever, aren't they? Well, I mean, they, they just permeated the world and still do. There's George Harrison film out at the moment, you know, in, in tribute to him. And he, he was like the third Beatle. And yet, you know, his catalogue of music is, 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 is astonishing. Yeah, I've got a challenge for you. got a challenge for you, right? I'm a bit of a Beatle, you know, aficionado. Right? Beatles buff. Beatles buff, bit of a Beatles buff. You could name any situation you want throughout your life or anything that's happened to your family, your career, anything, and I'll give you a Beatles track that will absolutely illustrate what you're talking about. Anything. Anything. Go on, name anything. Go on, close your eyes and think of anything. I have closed my eyes. Right. Uh, you just found out yeah. that your new neighbours moving into the house that's empty next door yeah. are going to be Jedward. Jedward, OK. Moving next door, that would be... Um, uh, that be being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Why? It's just about a circus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Sort, of, sort of get where you come right? from. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're, yeah. you're a woman. Yeah. And you've just found your husband's wallet. Yeah. And there's a picture of Dale Winton in it. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Um, she's leaving home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about that? You're a genius. Yeah, thank you. Go on. You're go on. a genius. Go on, hit me another one. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Go on. Your wife's left you. Like wife's left you. Um uh revolution. <laughs> We're talking about a revolution. Well, you know. You're going to be all right. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what, by the way. Uh, I've seen a lot of people who've listened to uh, a couple of the pods we did. And one thing they all say to me is, who is the Nelson Mandela man? <laughs> Does that sound like Nelson Mandela? I'll do my no. Nelson Mandela for you. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my name is Nelson Mandela. That's dreadful. I am uh, I'm delighted to welcome to our country a very famous man. Standing next to me, it is David Beckham. Mr. Beckham, <laughs> welcome to our country. Oh, it is yeah, so... thanks, no, thanks, no, Nels. No, no. Nels, that's right, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I think, yeah, thanks, Nelson. Mr. Beckham, do you like South Africa? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice, sunny and all sorts. And, and Mr. Beckham, are you going to have a tattoo uh, on your arm to celebrate your visit? To South Africa. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to have, um, oh, I'll have something uh, nice. Uh, uh, another one? Ta- table Mountain. Table Mountain, thank you. Whatever it one. But on Nelson Mandela, now, I want to make sure you're not a one-trick pony, Mike, because you did a an average sort of impersonation of Nelson Mandela oh, singing Postman Pat. Okay, Postman Pat, yeah. Postman right. Pat. Pat. Postman <laughs> Pat. Now, what about... I live yeah. in yeah. What about Nelson Mandela uh, singing um, something like The Sound of Music or... Something from The Sound of Music, or, Nelson. Or, or, or the, the Lonely Goat Herd or something. Oh, like. yeah, why not? We should have this as a new feature. Get on Facebook. Go to facebook.com <laughs> yeah. forward slash the two mics. Yeah. What would you like Nelson to... To sing for you on one of these podcasts. So yeah. you want a bit of sound of music, do you? 
I want the sound of music. What is it? Saymore-uk.com forward slash the two mics. That's the one I've got here. That's anyway, sorry. Website. Sorry, right, go on. Up on the hill with the lonely godhead, you're the lonely. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can even... do it better. I can do it better than that. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Here, here. Once on a time with the lonely godhead. Tra la 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 la. What, so what yeah. part of Romania does Nelson Mandela suddenly come from? Oh, oh, all right. When oh. you know the not to sing, <laughs> you can sing most anything. anything. All right, what about... Uh, Do, oh. a dear, a fee, Hang on, hang on. What about... What? Ray, hey. a drop Jones. of golden okay. sun. Okay, okay here. What do you do? <laughs> so uh, no, no. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Now, how's that go? How do you solve a problem hey. like Maria? Oh, Hey, oh, I tell you what, that made yeah. a whole new meaning to the sound of music. It, it certainly was. Nelson Mandela yeah. sings the sound of music. Mm. Available mm. from all mm. good record stores. It would be. Um, Nelson Mandela is part of my historical studies. Mm. I've been to Robben Island. Been there? I think it's called Robben Island, actually. Robben. Yeah, in the shadow of Cape Town. Mm. Can you imagine that what he used to do was, he used to come out of his cell sit in the courtyard for 10 hours a day in blazing sun and break rocks. Yeah. That's what they made him do. Mm-hmm. You know, sit there with a hammer breaking rocks because it was mind-numbingly boring and, 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 and yet, and yet he came through all that and came out as one of the most balanced, sane and dignified men in the world. Unbelievable, isn't it? Incredible. In- that, incredible. I think that's, um, incredible. Maybe that's what we should do with you. Uh, no. You'd rub in Ireland to break rocks and you might come out balanced and sane. Bit harsh. Certainly harsh but fair. Certainly not at the moment. Do you know why I think I... Uh, I'm not boasting now, but I think I'm balanced and sane. In fact, I do think a lot of the time the world's out of step with me, not the other way around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you see an army marching, a platoon, one guy's marching out of step? That's me. The world's not ready for me, seriously, because I, do try, I do try to be you know, pragmatic in everything I do, and the world's not pragmatic. Now, when's the last time you had a biscuit? Last time I had a biscuit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, round me mum's. Right, OK. What sort of biscuit did you have? Uh, I had a digestive. Okay. Now, I've told the story before about the fact that I used to eat half a packet of Rich Tea biscuits. During curry. That's right, yeah, but I've given all that up and lost a lot of weight and all that kind of stuff. Listen, I this is the most ridiculous thing I came across last week. You know the bloke um, Shackleton? He was a, he was an explorer, right? Now, he either explored, I think he went to the South Pole, which is the Antarctic, okay? And I'm not, did he make it back? I don't think he did, did I he? think Shackleton, didn't he... Try and discover the Northwest Passage. Did he, or something like that? Anyway, he was in I one. I can't of... believe you don't know the answer well, to that. You well, know everything. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You are I'm... the font of all knowledge. Scott of the Antarctic, I remember that too. He definitely went to the South Pole, and I thought Shackleton yeah, was. Yeah, I think the name's a bit of a clue. Scott <laughs> yeah, yeah, of the Scott Antarctic. Antarctic. That's right, yeah. I think he was up against Salmonson, wasn't he, Scott of the Antarctic? Didn't Salmonson beat him to the pole? Yeah, I think yes, so. He did get beaten. Anyway, the point of my story is this. Let's not ramble on, okay? The point of my story is this. That Let's Rick... not ramble on. No, no, no. You and right. I. No, exactly. <laughs> recently, recently, somebody went there and they found the Sam they found the uh, Shackleton route. They found the Shackleton tent. They then found the Shackleton food store. That's, in, it in... was a hut, actually. It was a hut, was it? Okay. Yeah. So inside the well, that was yeah, okay. That the the food. I store saw the documentary. I'll tell you, it was. It was Ben Fogel. Okay. Now they got into the food store and they found Shackleton's biscuit tin, mm. right? And this is from like 1912. Yeah. 
they opened the biscuit tin and there's a biscuit in it. No. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's a biscuit in it, Shackleton's biscuit tin, right? They brought it back. So you brought mean it back. somebody, somebody no. left the biscuit? Yeah, yeah, they brought it back, right? And guess what? The biscuit was bought at auction. A 1912 biscuit was bought for 12 grand. <laughs> the 12 grand biscuit. That's a lot no, of money for seriously. a biscuit. Yeah, the 12 grand biscuit. And I thought to myself, I've never come across such a waste of money in my life. I mean... Why would you pay 12 grand for a biscuit? You could buy off a jag for 12 grand, but instead of that, you buy a biscuit which you can never eat. I mean, what is the purpose of that? Seriously, what is the purpose? Even if you put that biscuit in a glass box and put it up on your shelf and said, you know, I had a sign saying Shackleton's Last Biscuit. Shackleton's Last Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Custer's Last Stand, doesn't it? <laughs> if only he'd known it was there. I, <laughs> yeah. It might have made his day. It might have saved him. It might have uh, saved him. Yeah. If he you know, if he died of hunger or something like that, perhaps if he knew he had, yeah, he had one biscuit left, boss, imagine if they had to divide it between four of them. Imagine having a quarter of a biscuit. Uh, eh? Not it, good. It, it's not good, is it? Hey, listen, I, yeah. I, I, I know a bit about yeah. that. It's having six brothers. That was a bit like having, you yeah. know, food was like that yeah. in our house. Yeah. You had to fight for your dinner. What age were you in the brother ranks? Were I'm you... right in the middle, three older, three younger. So you got all the hand-down clothes, did you? Oh, all, all of the hand-me-downs, But yeah. the hand-me-downs went further down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Blimey. Did any of your brothers actually wear a shirt that had been worn by six other brothers, but they'd all grown out of it? Probably. Yeah. Paul, Paul, the youngest. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> he would have done, yeah. That's right. Anyway, listen, get back to Shackleton's Biscuit. So I thought to myself, what a waste of time. But then, of course, then, of course, I recall seeing people who go around buying a bottle of wine for 47 grand. 47 grand for a bottle of wine. Rare wines, yeah. But they're never going to open it. I no. mean, I mean, what are you on about? What are you on about? I saw a bloke once who made a fortune in Blackpool by selling cans of Blackpool air for people to take home from their holidays. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> hey? Isn't that a great idea? Uh, no. Isn't that a great idea? Bark, yeah. not Anyway, getting back to the wine. Getting back to the wine, right? So somebody buys a 47 grand bottle of wine. They never open it. They stick it on a shelf at home. I mean, it is the most senseless form of collecting in the world, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it the most senseless form of collecting? Well, I can't see the point of it. Like you said, having a Shackleton biscuit, yeah. like you say, in a glass frame. Yeah, or, but at least or... you can see the biscuit. At least you can say that was Shackleton's biscuit. The wine inside a wine bottle, you can't even see because the, the glass is green. Yeah. You can't taste it because if you do, it's not worth 47 grand. I mean, I, I simply, you know, I can't get the concept of collecting something which is untouchable. You can't see it. I mean... Actually, you don't even know what's in that bottle because somebody might have been having a joke. Somebody might have said, I tell you what, let's do a bottle of, you know, Bordeaux 1874. Yeah. Slap a label on, right? And I'm talking about in 1874. I'm not saying somebody's trying to con you 100 years later, but that might have been a bum consignment. They might, they might have put, you know, beetroot juice in it or something. So, <laughs> no, no, they might have done, and you, you, would, you would never know, would you? you? You wouldn't know. Do you collect things? Do I Talking about, like, things. bottles of wine. No, no, I don't think so. Let me think about that. Do you? I, I, well, only football programmes. And oh, yeah, you've talked about that. Yeah, uh, I lost all mine in a in a, a house move once, left them all in the loft and oh, somebody no. cleared them out. And I've got back most of the Everton ones. I went off and bought them. But the ones I didn't get back were the Chester ones because I used to go to Chester since the age of five. Yeah. So I had programmes from, like, you know, the early 1960s. So that's See, that's, that's meaningful, isn't it? Because you yeah, can look back, is, yeah. you can read them. Yeah, but not only can you See look... the great adverts at the time. Well, this what... is what I'm saying, you know, uh, you know, 
Fred uh, Smith Butcher, you know, Westgate Street, Chester, uh, uh, beef sirloin, two and six a pound and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Please and, take it to your next Harvest Festival. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's all that kind of stuff. And all, But also, the great thing about it is my, my, my dad's been dead 30 years now, you know. Uh, he died relatively young. Uh, from the same heart condition I've got, actually. That's okay. why I've got to look after myself. You'd you know. be careful. So, yeah, I've got to be careful. But also, my dad's handwriting was on them. You see what I mean? Yeah. So on the back where they list the teams, it's not like these days when you get a whole squad of like 40, you know what I mean? They would actually... No, in the middle. It was in the middle, wasn't it? You know, you yeah. have the programmes, only have four pages, and in the middle, they'd lay out the team in the old-fashioned way. A goalkeeper, two full-backs, yeah. three centre-half, yeah, centre two centre-backs, and five forwards. And where there was a change, because that was announced before the game, my dad would have crossed out the name and written another one. So That's my dad's nice, handwriting, yeah. you know what I mean? And, to have that. Yeah, and then at half-time, the way they gave you the half-time results was they, a little fellow with metal boards came out and he put up the numbers next to the letter X. Yeah, it did was, that, you know, that the was old Dell at Southampton. And, and, and Zed was Wrexham and all yeah. that. You know, there are local teams and all that. So and he would have put the scores Yeah, in. my dad would have filled them in and all that kind of stuff. That's lovely to have. Yeah, and, and uh, I so regret losing those. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go back to Chester and try and find some soon, go to, to the antique shop or something like that. But anyway, look, point of the story is that's not really collecting. I don't actively go out my way to collect, but I've always kept things through my life from places I've been, you see what I mean? Yeah. Just because I thought, well, that is a record of my life. For, so, for instance, first time I went to uh, California, I think, California, was it somewhere like that? I kept the menu from the restaurant I went into. Uh-huh. And I don't know where it is now, obviously, but I mean, it's, it's that sort of thing. Now, the one thing I do to collect, and this is a, it's a word of advice for you, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I drink a lot of orange squash. Well, I used to until I thought it was making my teeth go orange, yeah. and then I and I changed it to lemon squash actually because because <laughs> so no, they're now going yellow. No, well, no, no. <laughs> well, actually, when when I uh, when I some of your no, theories. No, no, honestly, I'm not joking. I thought my teeth were going orange, so yeah. and I had them whitened, and then I thought I don't want to go orange again, so I uh, so I get orange squash. Lemon squash is nearer to the um, colour white, but also now there what, are certain people though that yeah. do sort of look orange, don't they? You know, like Dale That's, Winton. No, but they. Put too Looks much of the. Uh, is that what skins? it is? Is yeah. that what it is? Is it that sort of instant tan? David Dickinson. David Dickinson, <laughs> welcome to the real deal. Yeah. What will we get for these Chester <laughs> programs at auction? <laughs> what will we get for these Chester programs? Oh, yeah, no, there you get there. You, these were found in Mike Parry's loft. Mike Parry's loft. In, now, in he doesn't know we've got these yeah. programs, yeah, but they are worth yeah. half a million pounds. <laughs> what about this, <laughs> this Shackleton <laughs> biscuit? What am I being yeah. for this Bobby <laughs> Of a biscuit. Have you most, seen most, that? most ridiculous things, I know. But uh, what I always, you know, I feel embarrassed for the people who go and say, "Oh, I thought this was a real, uh, like family heirloom," and uh, and and Dickinson or one of the other guys will look at it and then they'll say, "Yeah, okay, eighty quid." Yeah. And they say, "Oh, you know, I was expecting ninety. And I think you poor soul to have their whole life ruined for ninety pounds. Yeah, and lose this family heirloom. I feel like buying it, and giving it them back. Oh, Man- what... Manning was the best when he met Bernard Manning yeah. talked about yeah. Antiques Roadshow. Bernard yeah. Manning said, yeah. "I love to go on that. I love to go on that Antiques Roadshow." Bernard Manning. When somebody yeah. comes on, yeah. and said, "What's mm. this worth? Mm. We've mm. had it for, for eighty-five years. Yeah. So sod all." Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he used rather more expressive <laughs> language exactly. than that. You know yeah. what he would have That's said. That's right. No, you're right. Some guy would turn up with like a, a loose seat, wouldn't he? Saying, yeah. you know, this has been in my family for 200 years or something. You know, it's a Victorian antique and 
And that's next thing you'd say. That's a oh. lovely Lucy. <laughs> that's a lovely Lucy. But how oh, you had put that on bonfire on November 5th. <laughs> that's all it's fit for. Stop wasting my time and push off. Um, yeah, you're right. But no, one thing I'd, I have got a collection of, and, but it's for a practical reason, yeah. is I told you about the squash. I collect the empty squash bottles. <laughs> no, 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 I do. I do. I don't collect them. I keep them. I keep the empty squash bottles. No, seriously. Because, because no. You've done me again, haven't you? No. You've done no. me again. No, 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 no seriously. You I, collect empty squash bottles. Well, I don't collect them. Right. I, I keep now, them. look at this. Mike Parry's no. collection no. of empty squash bottles. No, We've sir. got lemon. We've got barley water. Now, this will fetch a few uh, okay. quid at auction. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Raspberry, no, no. strawberry and pomegranate. Listen, hang on, This hang one on. will go. Hang on. Before this you, will go. Well, the, no, the reason I don't collect them, I keep them. But I keep Why? them. Well, I'll tell you. Why? I'm trying to tell you. And I keep them in a, I keep them stacked up in a... Uh, yeah. In a drawer behind uh, the kitchen door, so it's a, it's a more or less an accessible door. At the kitchen door, because I keep the kitchen door open all the time. You There's see. an old collection <laughs> of squash bottles <laughs> behind like Paris' so anyway, kitchen anyway, no, door. No, whenever oh, I know you're going to find this ridiculous, but no, whenever, sure, no, I won't be finding whenever, this ridiculous at whenever all. Whenever I feel. <laughs> a heightened sense of tension. Oh, yeah. A heightened sense of tension or anything like that, right. No. What I do is... <laughs> yeah, I know this sounds ridiculous. I fill up the squash bottles with water <laughs> and, and, and I put them back under the under yeah. the uh, the shelf in the... For? In, well, why? because I believe... I don't know why. I've, I've got this fear in my head that at a heightened time of tension... Uh, a time of war or a terrorist well, attack or something. You know, or you know that rioting recently was the last time yeah. I filled them up with water. I always, <laughs> I always think. No, I always think that some terrorist is going to come along yeah. and knock on your door. No, say so got any bottles of water? Any squash bottles? No. What then? Well, I always think that what could happen is. Uh, because I live close to a reservoir. Well, not close, but there's a reservoir. It's the reservoir that you see when you take off from Heathrow Airport. The last thing you see if you're flying to America is you fly over Windsor Castle. Yeah, I know. And then there's a reservoir at yes. Slough. Huge reservoir. Around Slough. And you live close to that, do you? Well, I live. I think my water supply is served by that reservoir, and right. I'm always worried that a terrorist is going to poison the water supply oh, at times right. of tension. Yeah. So whenever tension starts to arise, I fill the bottles with water, knowing it's clear, pure water, because yeah. I think that if the worst happens... I'll have 30 days supply of water for me and my family to keep us going. <laughs> well, 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 no, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's, I know it's a little bit off beam, but it's forward planning. Off beam? Well, you know what I mean? Off beam? No. When the, when the, um, when the time of tension. There is a, there is a, there is a place where you can go and live <laughs> very comfortably on, and happily, and there'll when, be people to look after you and all sorts Mike, and put you to bed hear me at out, night. Hear me out. We can sort this out hang, for hang, you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't be silly. When the when <laughs> the time silly. when the time <laughs> when the time of tension has passed, yeah. I then empty yeah, empty them. But I don't empty them down the sink. I don't waste water. No. I use them on the plants, and right. uh, and as a lot of my plants are hanging baskets, mm. it's very useful to be able to use the plastic bottles to you know to. Uh, to feed the plants with water, yeah, yeah. I mean? so it doesn't go to waste. I mean, what is yeah. the? Pro- I mean, what is the problem with me doing that? It's practical. It could save. It's stupid. Uh, it, no, it's not. It save. Save your life. I, I don't. I don't waste any water. No. And by the way, 
uh, if you were a neighbour of mine, you'd be the first to be knocking on my door asking for water if somebody poisoned the water supply, wouldn't water. you? Water. Hey? Water. <laughs> water. But, uh, anyway, look. I need water. Look, look, look. look. Mike Perry, the, I know. The, the, under, the, under the cupboard uh, in the kitchen no, behind the no, door, no. you have <laughs> squash bottles full of water. You've been ridiculous. Water, water. Water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. Talking about water, talking about water, I, um, you know we talk about the cruise liners. Yeah. Now, just to uh, let our listeners catch up on, and the last time we talked, I talked about all these people who disappear off cruise liners. Yeah. You didn't have a clue why it happened. No. Claims to have been... By the way, you said that in the Navy you were a stoker. Is that right? I was a marine engineer and mechanic first class, yes. D165446A, sir. But what is what is the rank of stoker? Presumably well, well, stoker, stoker is, not, is, not, stoker is, is not a rank. It's the lowest rank where you just shovel coal into it the was, furnaces yeah. and that's what to keep I was. a ship going. Yeah, but we, we didn't have coal in them days, obviously. We so had, why were you we called a stoker? Because it just carries on. Tradition from the Navy. So they're still called stokers. They but, don't stoke. No, OK. They don't stoke at all. OK. They press buttons. Right. And, and talking about that, by the way, and I'll get back onto... Oh, I'll get back onto You've the water. You've stoked no, it, a bit in your time, haven't you? Uh, I'm not getting into that. I know exactly where you come from there. I don't wish to go into smutty things like this. this is a family <laughs> show. Now then, uh, what, I was gonna say was, was, what I was going to say was, um, on the stoking thing, steam, why is it, because I've been talking about water, right, why is it we can't invent a steam engine, literally, for a modern car with all the technology? I mean, you say you're a marine engineer, is that right? Mm-hmm. No, you can't be a marine engineer. I was a marine engineer. I could strip marine down en- a Y100 b- boiler. I could strip down a diesel. Hang on, a marine engineer builds uh, like e- engines for ships, nuclear reactors. Marine engineers work on engines on ships. Yeah, but a marine... And that's en- what I was. I'm so, not a marine engineer now. All right, so if you'd have been on the Titanic and the engine had broken down rather than hit an iceberg, could you fix the engine? Yes. It had four tunnel. It had four funnels, the, uh, the Titanic. So yes, I mean, it, it had did. four engines. No, four boilers. Four boilers, right, OK. But, I mean, those engines are massive. I mean, Huge. They, they, yeah, well, how could you fix one of those? What do you mean, how could you fix one of well, them? Well, you know... But you, you have a whole team of engineers that fix okay. these things. Well, let's, let's not get to that, because I'm, I'm talking about, about steam engines in cars. I cannot believe that we can, you know, with the oil crisis we have in the world, right, the world's going to run out of oil. I don't think the world will ever run out of oil, by the way. Do you think the world will run out of oil? Yes. No, it won't. Why? The world's too big. There's oil everywhere. The only thing is, for instance... We had a renaissance in the world. Why is it of, so expensive then? Because it's very expensive to get out of the ground. But once we get the technology, which means you can simply go along. In, do you know in future, everybody in their back garden will be able to have an oil well? Because you'll. <laughs> we, we, no, no, it's true. We, we will have technology in years to come. Yeah. You, you know, well, all right, all right. If, if I'd have told you 200 years ago, everybody in the world will be able to walk into a room, press a switch, and that room will go from darkness to light, you'd have said no. That's magic. It doesn't exist, wouldn't you? I would have done, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And what changed it? First of all, gas, right? Gas-lighted uh, lamps. Yeah. And then electricity. So you, you know, so you know, you mock Mike out of ignorance. What I'm saying is this: if you go far enough towards the Earth's core from any point on Earth, yeah, you'll find oil. Really? Yeah. It's just a question because you know I said to you before, ninety percent of the country was covered in trees before the Industrial Revolution. Yep. Well, I didn't tell you about the Industrial Revolution, but it was. What that means is, is that all, you know, that's been happening for millions of years. And the trees that were there before... All rotted down. All rotted down, went down into the ground, turned into fossil fuels. That's oil, OK? OK. Now, 
Now, for instance, the Sahara Desert... Have you got a collection of no, bottles of no, oil no, in no, your no, garage? No, no, but for instance, the Sahara Desert used to be a forest. Right. But it's not a forest anymore no. because there wasn't water to support the trees. Mm. Trees sunk and below the Sahara Desert, of course, all those trees are now oil, OK? Yeah. Now, you go to any desert in the world, the Gobi Desert, or my favourite desert, which Gobi. is the, the Gobi Desert, yeah. My your fav- favourite desert? Yeah, my favourite desert, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Do we have the top ten <laughs> deserts of the world? How can you have a favourite <laughs> desert? No, you can. You can my favourite desert. Da, 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 Seriously. Straight in at number ten, seriously. desert pickers. It's the Sahara. <laughs> No. Obviously, oh, that's, that's the only desert most people know. My favourite desert is the Atacama Desert in uh, Chile. The what one? The Atacama. <laughs> See, no, the Atacama Desert in Chile. Oh, yeah? yeah. Now, what, what, what is it your favourite, then? Because I've been there and I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. And it's a big desert. It's a big desert. <laughs> it's and, a big desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, two things about the Atacama. Firstly, it was where all those Chilean miners were stranded, OK? Yeah. It came to worldwide prominence then. But... Because I knew intimately the Atacama Desert, I was taken on all sorts of broadcasting companies, took me on from all over the world to ask me about the Atacama Desert, explain what it was all about, where it was, the remote regions it was in. And you see, the reason I went there in the first place was because... You were lost? No, I wasn't lost, no. Actually, I did get lost in the Atacama Desert. It's like being, <laughs> no, it's, it's like being lost on the moon, honestly. It's a Mike they, Perry world. <laughs> I'm telling you, they did film. Do you remember in one James Bond film, he, he, he gets in a like a moon buggy and starts, you know... Uh, like Moonraker, uh, I'm guessing that would have been, I don't it? think it was Moonraker, I think it was another one. Uh, yeah. But anyway, they filmed that in the Atacama Desert because it looks like the moon, seriously. It, OK. It's just like the moon. Anyway, point is, I went there because... And I haven't got around to telling you the story about water yet, but yeah. I went there because... No, you haven't. No. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Be- because I read in a book in somewhere in uh, Europe that um, the what? first diagrams of spacemen visiting the Earth were on the walls of a cave in the Atacama Desert. So I decided to go there and have a look at them. And they're there, believe me. What, these are aliens, are they? What? Uh, yeah, aliens, that's right, yeah. So they visited the... Well, Earth. well, I can't say. You that. see, I'm I I, now. Now you're talking right, something right, that so I finally, quite like. Finally, t- hit a trigger in your because, head. Because right, right for me, yeah. right, and my wife mocks me and laughs yeah, at this. Yeah. When you look at the pyramids, yes. When you look at Stonehenge, yes. I say, yes. Aliens have built that. I don't believe it's feasible for a human being to build those pyramids. Yeah. Those pyramids are perfectly in line with mm. Orion's belt, right? Absolutely to the nth. What is Orion's belt? It's just a, a star concept. There are three stars. Right. So the three pyramids yeah. in Egypt, yeah. perfectly aligned. Are these the Great Pyramids? Yes, perfectly have you been aligned. There? Giza. Have you, perfectly, be, have you been no, there? No, I haven't. Well, you see, perfectly I aligned. Yeah, but I've read about it. Like you, I read a book in Europe. Well, why okay? didn't you go? Because see, I that's a different a chance. Mind. That's the difference between you and me. What? You're... Travel broadens the mind. No, no, no. You're a thinker. Yeah. And I'm a doer. You are a doer. I'm a doer. Yeah, you do things. You do things. You do think of getting phone right. boxes T- and turning them into one-man T- churches. Tell, tell me a- you do yeah. think about filling squash bottles up with water and putting them times under a, your thing. Times of crisis. You do yeah, think. Yeah. Total rubbish. Mind. Anyway, I'm finished. I want I you to finish. I want you to finish. Because, so these three pyramids, mm. perfectly in a line with Orion's belt, okay, mm. the finish on the pyramids, they were pure glass. They were like shiny glass. You know, they see these beautiful office buildings, tower blocks now, yeah. completely glass. Like in Dallas. The pyramids. Da, da, da. But the pyramids. Back. coming back. We'll come CBS. back to that then. Yeah, go on. The pyramids were perfectly smooth and shiny glass. 
I no, don't they could, they see. They couldn't have been. They were. Trust me. I don't see how the technology was there for for these people to do this. A to get those stones where they were to build well, these pyramids. Well, they did it with slaves, didn't they? Nah, nah. Of course they did. I don't see it. I don't see it. I know I've seen documentaries about how they built yeah. it. I believe aliens came and did that. Aliens built the pyramids. Aliens built hmm. Stonehenge. I've always believed that the theory that they dragged all those stones to Stonehenge on trees. From Wales, by the way. Yeah, um, no, from Cornwall as well. Was some it, of them. Yeah, some Wales of the and, and Cornwall. Yeah. I just don't get that at all. No. I, mean, I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, why on earth would you haul all that rock into a place in uh, Wiltshire near Salisbury Plain? When I, I mean, I just don't get it. I just don't get that at all. Now, hey, um, we said Dallas is coming back. Morning, Bobby. Morning, Bobby. Morning, Jer. I think. Morning, Bob. Morning, Mama. Just ask good old JR. I'll sell anything for you, honey. Just ask good old JR. So when you say Dallas is coming back, is it coming back with the original cast? What I think is happening is I think they're making a full-length feature film. Yeah, and I think I think some of the you know I think old uh, Larry Hagman is it, oh, what a great guy liver transplant man yeah liver transplant Excuse man. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, you're right there, Mike. You're right there. I just had to sneeze. Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry, that's not a prop in the show. No, I think what is happening is I believe the deal is that the full length feature film is out soon, so they decide to rerun the original Dallas shows to get yeah. people's appetite up for it. Right now, the last time I remember seeing the reruns of Dallas. But hold on a minute. So yeah. are they doing? Another a new series of Dallas. No, Dallas. not on TV. But I'd watch the old well, one I'm from start. You'll to... find that they are. No, I'm not, sure no, I've heard a, that, no, that Dallas is just a film. Yeah, I think it's just a film. Well, I, I think you find. That well, you might be right. But anyway, look, I, yeah. I, I I could watch the old one over and over again. It, it was the most fantastic TV series I've ever seen because I loved JR. He was such a scheming, despicable, he was a rat. cheating, lying, thieving, you know, corrupt businessman. I mean, everything I've ever wanted to be, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? What, are you saying you'd never manage that? Well, well, I mean, I mean, you know, to be able to... So uh, would you like to... Is that your sort of uh, ideal... Life to be to be somebody like Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Dirty Den. Or... Uh, uh, not Dirty Den. No, Dirty Den running the Queen Vic. Small time. I don't want small to talk time about jerk. It, right? yeah, small time yeah, jerk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to talk about yeah, it. Right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, princess. Yeah. My princess. Right, um, princess. Right, princess. Uh, no, I'd like to have been Jr. Ewing um, because I think. What a mama. I think the respect, yeah, the respect that he uh, he drew from everybody in Dallas. I mean, look, he had the policemen in his pocket, he had the judges in his pocket. Yeah, he controlled the oil cartel. He had women literally falling out of the cupboards in his office to be with him. But what I, what I'm saying is the sense of awe and power. What I really loved was the opening sequence when you saw that road that goes over the Texas Panhandle mm-hmm. um, from Fort Worth to Dallas. Have you ever been to Fort Worth and Dallas? No. Yeah, it's you fun. have obviously. Yeah, I have. Is yeah, that yeah. one of your? Is there a nice desert around there? Uh, I'll tell you about the Panhandle in a minute, but uh, yeah, I'll just write that down because I need to tell you a story Panhandle. about Fort Worth. Yeah, I'll just write that down there. Um, so, but I I love the opening sequences. And now you reminded me when you talked about your pyramids of those shimmering buildings, right? Yep. All glass sided buildings. That to me is the you know the perfect illustration of power, perfect illustration of wealth. You see, I I've fear- got a greenhouse. Uh, I haven't. I've got a. I've got a couple of roof gardens which I look yeah. after. But well, you, um, about, you know. But I fear glass poverty. Sided buildings. See, I, I fear poverty. That's my problem. Yeah. And and to me, to have succeeded like Jr. is the antithesis of my greatest fear. I go to bed fearing waking up being poverty stricken. 
do you? Yeah, I do, I do actually. No, seriously. Uh, you know, and, and you know, every time I hear of a stock market crash, yeah. it sends a shiver down my spine. You know, and I think. You What's know, the point of worrying about it? Well, if, eh? if well, if everybody was like you and if didn't, it, yeah, didn't worry it, about it, we'd all still be living in caves. No, no, no. See, no, that's see, no, that's my defence no, of capitalism. No, no. My defence of capitalism is uh, the doers do and the and the donters don't. The donters don't. Uh, you know, and if the, the donters, doers do, yeah, and if there's another sermon coming, if the donters, Father Perry, <laughs> I believe, yeah. join me in my telephone boxes around <laughs> the country. Exactly. If the donters don't, it means nothing ever gets done. And now, we, what I'm saying, hold on a minute. We'd all still be living in caves. What I'm saying is, mm. right, that if there's a stock market crash, mm. eventually the markets even themselves out. In... How long will that take? How long but did it take to recover happens. from 1929? It will. There's times of, you know, after after the the, the lesser times, yeah. there's times of abundance. It just happens. I... Just look back in life. Yeah. That's what happens. But at the moment... Bad times followed by good times. At Bad the... times followed by good times. At the moment... It's down to people's greed. At the moment... I can't see the recovery coming for years and years and years, by which time I might have passed on and all my wealth has evaporated in the meantime because oh, it's no. all gone. What you are you going to do? Properties not accumulating in price. Losing Listen, money on there's that. a thing here because you're not yeah. married, you've got no children. I know, but I've got responsibilities to loads so of people. So what about the will and stuff? The will? You, know, you could, um, you could I... leave it to a, a very friendly comedian. Uh, well, I could, but I leave it to some very friendly godchildren, actually, ah. and nieces and nephews. There you go. And it's all written up and done, God, by the way. They're going to be they all know what they're getting. Money. By they, the way, no, I by mean, the way. there'll be some godchild listening yeah. to this show now yeah. thinking, yeah. when he goes, old Mike, yeah. I could get the collection uh, uh, of squash bottles. Uh, well, yeah, well, I'll t- I tell you what, I've left my Rooney. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, no. I have left my uh, Wayne Rooney shirt to, um, yeah, I've Rooney. left that in my will. Rooney. In my will. Rooney. Well, it's in your will? Yeah. That's the Everton shirt, is it? No, it's the first England shirt you ever wore. Wow. Well, have, and you've got it. I've got it, yeah. I've uh, got it, yeah. And uh, I bought it uh, off, uh, I bought it at an auction and it was put up there by a hamburger chain who was sponsoring him at the time. You see oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So they got it and they, they told me it was there and I got it. But that's another story. Um, what I was going to say was the poverty thing is real. If everybody feared being poverty stricken instead of thinking, no, you can't be poverty stricken in this country because there's a massive welfare system. Yeah. If there was less reliance on welfare and more reliance on the fear of poverty, then we would all, in the whole of the world, be an abundant world. There'd be food for everybody. Because the one thing you, you, you can't handle is, is, the, uh, is the way that the world looks after some people very well and doesn't look after other people well at all. And we've got to even the world out so that effort and reward are closer allied in the Keynesian economic equation. Do you agree? No. Why not? I don't understand what you're talking about. (laughs) For your free matched bet, go to paddypower.com forward slash two mics. Terms and conditions apply. 